Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Brandon Bishop behind the glass. We've got our host Kelly Patrick with us, as well as Chris. How you doing, buddy? All right, how you doing? Good, good. Who else we got over there? We also got got Gary Gary Love this morning. Got a full house today. Full house. We are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Brandon, how are things going at the new location? It's great, man. Everything's coming up, coming together. Uh, They've been doing a lot of decorating in there, so everything's coming together. starting to look like a gym now. Still got all the killers from the previous location. I think that's one of the the main ingredients when it comes to the what is Louisville Combat Academy, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you got the good training partners, you got the cage, you got the mats. Yeah. If you want to fight, we're the place to be. Yeah, Louisville Combat Academy is the title sponsor of not only the weekend sports bus, but also the Kelly Patrick show. They have the most active MMA fighters at any gym in the state. Brandon, when was your last fight? You fought Braden Ward. Was it about a year ago? It was a year ago yesterday. Okay. Yeah, November 30th. So I, I, it depends on what the definition of active fighter is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, as far as I know, most active fighters at any gym in the state of Kentucky. Yep. And I have a big interview coming up this afternoon. Oh, can't wait. I'm excited. You know what that is, don't you? I do, but I don't want to tell. We can tell, I guess, on the weekend sports buzz just because I don't know how much crossover there is. We teased it on the the Kelly Patrick show. I will have Josh Ferguson, Isaiah Ferguson, and of course, BJ Ferguson all on the Kelly Patrick show all at once tonight. It's like heaven. Going to be a great show. The stars have aligned. Yep. So it should be a big show tonight on the Kelly Patrick show. So... Guys, we're uh, the Kelly Patrick shows our combat sports arm of the brand that is really uh, the Kelly Patrick, I guess, person media personality. The weekend sports buzz is not so much combat sports; it's more so traditional sports: basketball, baseball, football, with a little combat sports sprinkled in there. I'd be remiss if I did not open up by saying congratulations. To the Kentucky football team, who absolutely beat the hell out of Louisville yesterday. Thoughts on the game? It was very enjoying. <laughs> now, one, one for two, I think, <clears throat> with four yards with the passing <laughs> stats. Yeah, if you know they're going to run every play, you would think they could stop some. They were they were putting, they tried. Yeah, they were putting a lot of people in the box, and what that turned into was, oh, all you have to do is get past these guys, and then you have a. 50-yard run. I mean, that was amazing. I've never seen a team average 13 yards to carry for the entire game. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. What do we think this has done to Bowden's stock as an NFL prospect? I think he's definitely going to be drafted much higher. I mean, his numbers are insane. He's he's a great uh, athlete. He's not going to – I mean, where would he be drafted? What position do you think, Gary? Wide receiver. He's not going to be a quarterback. He's going to be a – he'll be a slot receiver that you can hand the ball off to, like a Heinz Ward, uh, a Randall Cobb. Um, I mean, just things like that. He's, I mean, everybody knows he's not a passing quarterback, um, but he's an athlete, and you don't find too many guys like him. Yeah, the one for uh, – Two, four yards passing kind of gives away that he's not a quarterback. 
Yeah. But yeah. the 285 yards rushing by a quarterback breaks a NCAA record. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I, I agree he, he's not a – we don't know he's a if he's a thrower or not because they don't really throw the ball. But just because you don't throw the ball don't mean that you're not a quarterback. A quarterback is the manager of a game. A quarterback is not mandatory being able to throw the ball. Yeah, and he's definitely a team leader. Uh, he comes out. He's throwing L's down the whole game. He's he's making people mad on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And and that's a part of a game strategy as well. Now, people don't want to – they're going to downplay the strategy side of it. Obviously, it's a rivalry. But, uh, you know, um, I would much rather see L's down or, or whatever uh, stomping on logos than actually late hits and, and dirty plays. So yeah. it was actually pretty clean played game, I would think. Yeah, there wasn't. I mean, what was there? What one late hit out of bounds? I think was the call. And I think other than that, I mean, they was helping each other up. So I mean, the rivalry is the rivalry, and people get mad about stuff, you know, really out of your control. It's is crazy to me. But you know, people saying that Bowden being moved to quarterback hurt his stock. He had 151 carries for 1,235 yards in seven games, averaged over eight yards a carry. I think it does That's nothing but help his time, you know, because yeah. I mean it shows he can he can make make guys miss. Um, yeah, I mean 1,235 yards rushing in seven games is unreal. Yeah, that is, and how, I don't know how many touchdowns he's got on top of that. But yeah. well, he had four yesterday. Yeah. Um, but you know it's um, you know the rain definitely helped Kentucky. Yep, we're not gonna gloss over that and act like uh, the weather didn't play a part in this. Well, both teams did. To be fair, both teams had to play in the rain. Yep, right. But it, it helped Kentucky because of their running game. But um, you but know, Louisville also averages over two hundred thirty yards a game on the on the ground. So uh, yeah, it, it cut down their explosive plays to two two. Atwell was a non factor. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick was a non-factor. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I put on Twitter five days ago, I hope we have them on soon, because a running team never worries about the weather when all they're going to do is run the ball. Yeah, that's um, – and, and what was the spread? Kentucky was only favored by three. I, believe, I think three or three. four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, I, knew, I knew Kentucky could put up points on Louisville because, as we said on the show last week, you can't give up 250 yards rushing to Syracuse and think you're going to stop, stop Kentucky's running game. That's right. I mean, Louisville's defense uh, at times looked pretty pathetic. Well, they gave up 30 points or more eight games out of 12 this year. But uh, now, in the grand scheme of things, uh, Louisville obviously has – done way better this season than I projected and a lot of us projected. And arguably, I know this sounds like a jaded Louisville fan. Mm-hmm. I'll preface it. As long as you preface it with something like that, right, Brandon? I think that, yeah. Then I you can get away with it. anything. Yeah. Right. Arguably, Louisville had the better season. Okay? Mm-hmm. If we if we start evaluating who they've beat. Yeah. Uh, is Louisville the only team with a winning record that Kentucky's beat this year? Yes. Does there that, you go. Okay, I mean, if we actually started to evaluate things. Okay. But if you take but the losses. Kentucky beat the hell out of them. What's that? If you take the Kentucky's losses, Kentucky's lost to much better caliber teams than Louisville has. But, okay. y- you know, you can look at it both sides. ACC is definitely down. I mean, the fact that Louisville 
ends up as a seven and five team in the ACC. Um, not a knock on Louisville. I'm just saying ACC is a little bit more down than people anticipated uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, but that don't take anything away from what uh, Satterfield has done. All in all, not the worst season no. for local college football. Yeah, but Kentucky's beat one team with a win record as Louisville, right? Louisville's beat two teams with a winning record. Okay. Wake Forest. And Virginia. And Virginia. Okay. So – then they get I mean they got absolutely blasted by some teams and uh but they had a better season than anybody around here predicted them to have, yes. I agree with that. But uh no, I mean I knew yesterday's game would be I think Kentucky I thought Kentucky put some points up. But like we said last last week, Kentucky's given up seven uh six passing touchdowns the entire year. Second only to Clemson. So, That's yesterday they gave up one touchdown pass, so they finished the season only giving up seven touchdown passes. I didn't think Louisville could throw the ball on them. So, I mean, you keep if you keep them – they had one, what, one long run, 56 yards in the first half? Yeah, and that was uh, – it was, you know, I wouldn't call it a trick play, but, I mean, it was a – Louisville was trying to run the <laughs> clock out, and Kentucky let them run a 56-yard touchdown on them. Yeah, that is, was a lapse. Uh, but you can't really yeah. – complain too much about what's going on uh, with that when, when they end up winning by yeah. the big margin. On radio, you kind of have to take a stance mm-hmm. on things. Okay. So I could either play – okay. I could either play the Mark Stoops did a hell of a coaching job hand, okay, by having a, a no quarterback, right? Right. And just somehow managing to beat the hell out of the rival mm-hmm. with a wide receiver. Or I could play the hand – that says, Mark Stoops, what the hell are you doing? You don't have a backup quarterback or mm-hmm. two or three. I mean, aren't you supposed to have a few backup quarterbacks? So it really depends mm-hmm. on how you look at it. What was the over-under for wins for Kentucky prior to the season? I thought it was eight. Six. Was no, it? No, it was six. Was it six? Yes. Okay. Nobody had them more. Nobody had them with seven wins. Okay. Because of what they lost. Was uh, it six? The, okay, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. They lost their entire secondary. They lost their best defensive player they ever had in Josh Allen. Lost their star running back. They were picked by every media thing that I've seen to go six and six. Seven and five at the best. I've, I didn't see one prediction for eight wins. You're right. Here it is. It's at six. Okay, yeah. so they exceeded expectations. Yeah. Stoops had a big year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's headed to Florida State probably now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I doubt it. Actually, all three local teams exceeded expectations. I was going to say, yeah, what absolutely. the hell about uh, uh, Indiana? They, they beat Purdue yesterday in double overtime. Are you kidding me? I was me? watching that game. Were uh, you? Yeah, they uh, they finished 8-4. and four. It's their best record since 1993. Wow. And their first winning record in the Big Ten since 1993. Nope. So they had a U.K. – they had a last year's U.K. year. And yeah. eight, eight and four is pretty good. Pretty good record in the Big Ten. Yeah, um, you know, if, if Kentucky didn't win ten uh, games last year, I think people would be much more excited after the win yesterday against uh, Louisville in the fashion they did it in. Uh, but do you think Kentucky's finally getting used to winning these? You know, winning seven games now, and it's not as big of a deal. Do you, have they raised the bar? Of expectations. Kentucky's won yesterday with their seventh win. Has won seven games four time in the in a, four four years in a row for the second time in school history. 
That's pretty good for the doormat of the SEC, what it used to be, right? Yeah, because, I mean, <clears throat> only only having seven wins four, four years in a row, one other time in history. It's pretty good. First of all, it tells you about your program. It tells mm-hmm. you how bad it's been. But another thing I noticed yesterday, Stoop started after his second year. After his second year, he was 12-24. and 24. Wow. Now he's one game from 500 for his career at Kentucky. Wow. He's 30, 31 and 20 the last four years. That's pretty good. good. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian the Insider is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Good morning, gentlemen. I hope everybody had a good, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, I want to start off by congratulating the Kentucky Wildcats with their dominating performance. Uh, I tell you what, if, if they could play Louisville every week uh, with the fire and the passion they had uh, for Louisville, uh, they would have had a much better season. You know, I tell you, it, it's a good testament to Louisville uh, that they had the kind of year they did to provide Kentucky with Kentucky's signature win of the year. Keep in mind, guys, Three, three of the six wins Kentucky had were to non-Power 5 teams with losing records, and the other three uh, were uh, against the lower-tier, all-losing record SEC teams. And two of the three, Missouri and Arkansas, have already fired their coach since Kentucky beat them. And the third one, Bandy, uh, who is really horrible, uh, is, is I'm hearing is going to be firing their coach too. So Louisville, because they had a – much better year than anybody anticipated, was able to provide Kentucky with Kentucky's signature win, the only win over a team that's going to go to a bowl game this year for Kentucky. So, uh, But take nothing away from the way Kentucky played that game and the way Louisville didn't. Uh, but, you know, guys, it wasn't a big secret all year. Louisville's defense is absolutely horrible. And uh, keep in mind, they, they beat a pretty decent Wake Forest team that ended up finishing 8-4 uh, 62 to 59. So they, they gave up 59 points in a win. Wow. Um, but Louisville, uh, actually, one, one win they had that was, you know, they beat some decent teams. They uh, finished 5 and 3 in the ACC, but they beat Virginia. And Virginia finished 9 and 3. And Virginia's going to play and get their ass kicked by Clemson in the ACC championship game Saturday. But uh, pretty nice. Pretty nice win over a decent Virginia team. So, uh, congratulations to the Cats. They completely dominated every facet of the game. And uh, uh, I hope Louisville can, can pick a team. They get pa- paired with a team in their bowl game. Uh, I've, I've heard uh, different accounts, but uh, they could easily get blown out in their uh, bowl game. They're, they're depleted on defense. And uh, you can't give up that many yards uh, and, and hope to win many games. So, uh uh, but, hey, the real congratulations, guys, I want to give out is to Indiana. As I've said all year on this program, I thought they were the best team, still think they're the best of the three teams. And uh, go to Purdue, as they did yesterday, and beat Purdue and finish 8-4. and four. That coach came right out of high school ranks, and uh, he's done a heck of a job. He's the lowest-paid coach, I think, in the Power Five, uh, lowest-paid coach, and he went up against Jeff Brom and his 12th chronicled the comp that Jeff Brom gets, but a very disappointing team for Brom. You know, I know everybody says, uh, well, he lost his quarterback and Rondell Moore. Well, Kentucky lost their quarterback. Louisville lost their starting quarterback. Half the teams in America lost their starting quarterback, guys. So you can't blame that all 
on uh, they're losing their quarterback and Rondell Moore. That's football, especially this time of year. You got to reload. So uh, I would say one more year for Braun before he really starts getting some heat up there in West Lafayette. So uh, uh, hey guys, I want to I want to point out uh, what a big win the Louisville women's team had. They went on a neutral court and beat number one Oregon yesterday. Oregon was uh, they beat the U.S. national team. Uh, which shocked a lot of people, a dominant number one team. And uh, there's a good chance when the rankings come out this week that Louisville not only has the number one men's team in the country, but could very well have the number one women's team in the country, which would be uh, it's not the first time that's happened, but that would be a rare feat. So big win for Jeff Walt uh, and the Louisville uh, women's team. Hey, guys, we got a few to the Super Bowl coming up today when uh, Lamar posts Bosa in the Super Bowl preview, uh, the 49ers visiting at 1 o'clock. Uh, and that's, that is really – San Fran has got a great defense, and Bosa is really playing good. It'll be a real test to see if uh, Lamar – remember, Lamar would get in trouble at Louisville a lot trying to make things happen and would get sacked a lot. And I'm going to be watching that to see if he can avoid a lot of sacks because uh, that was his Achilles heel uh, – you know, and Louisville didn't have a very good line, but uh, uh, that'll be interesting. So uh, interested to hear. Uh, I know Kentucky lost uh, their big white guy. Uh, I forget his name, Gary and Chris. Uh, Nate Sestina. Broken wrist. Yeah, so that's a development there. Interested to hear some basketball talk. Louisville's got a huge team against a very surprisingly good Michigan team who uh, handled North Carolina fairly easy. Uh, and uh, they've been very, very impressed. Jawan Howard has uh, come out and is trying to do something that not many NBA former college stars have done, and that's star at the college level, at the NBA level, and then uh, be a successful coach in a Power Five. So uh, wow. he's got it going right now. Going to be a big game Tuesday at 7.30 in the Yum Center. But uh, once again, congratulations to Kentucky. Dominant performance in football be interesting to see where these teams shake out in the, in the bowl bid. I'm hearing Louisville's going to go to the Music City Bowl and play Tennessee, which is not a great matchup for Louisville at all. Tennessee's playing good football. I'm also hearing maybe Navy and Navy might score 100 if they get it in Louisville the way they run the ball. So uh, I'm hoping Louisville gets a, a good matchup. They're going to need it in the bowl game. So, guys, that's all I have. Thanks so much for having me on. I'll hang up and listen. Great stuff, as always, from our man Brian, the insider. Man, I love little conversations like mm-hmm. what he just presented to us because he touched on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But then what he said is Juwan Howard is attempting to be the first player or one of the first players to excel as a collegiate player, as a professional player, and then to go to one of the Power Five conferences and excel as a head coach. Who else deserves to be in that conversation? Before we get to the rest of his call, guys. Oh, man. A lot of them have failed that have attempted that. I don't know who. Yeah, there there hasn't been a lot. I mean, I remember Clyde Drexler's disaster when he came back. Uh, okay. Penny Hardaway's trying. Penny Hardaway's tried, but he's not in a major Power 5 conference. True. Either. Okay. Okay. So that's why he qualified yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, Slide it and, little and, Penny. And Patrick Ewing's not doing. I mean, they lost a. Uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, the other night at home. What about Chris Mullen? No, he was terrible. He was terrible at St. John's. He tried, though. He tried, okay, yeah. so let me think. Um, who else? Man. Um, 
Uh, it. Uh, 502-384-1450 is the, the Louisville Combat Academy oh. bus line. If you have a nomination for who fits the bill for that, I'd love to hear it. I may be missing out on someone. Yep. But uh, uh, going back on Brian's uh, things about his uh, bow projections, I've seen Navy, and they're averaging uh, 352 yards rushing a game. Okay. So I don't think Louisville wants to play Navy. Like Brian said. Louisville's not too good at stopping the run, apparently. No, do you, how many yards do you think I could run for against Louisville's defense? At least 100. At least 100, I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the early projections I've seen in bowls is uh, Louisville against Navy. I see uh, I see two for Kentucky. I've got UK versus Indiana in the Gator Bowl. That would be nice. Or uh, this morning came out UK and Miami in the Belk Bowl. And I, th- I think I, Kentucky would run all over Miami. I think it would be more interesting to play Indiana. But, I, do, I agree. I agree. But there's still uh, a few things to shake out before they – what are we, a week or so away from uh, Bo? Once uh, the championship games uh, start happening next week, the conference championship games. All right, what about, what about um, Tony Bennett? He didn't excel that much in the NBA, but he did play in the NBA. He did. He did play in the he NBA. He did play in the NBA. Yep. Okay, so let's not take that from him. Nope. Billy Donovan? He played a little bit in the NBA, didn't Played he? a little bit yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying. You know, I, I deserve some credit for trying. Right, Brandon? <laughs> and Billy Donovan, <laughs> actually, he's not terrible at Oklahoma City. Yeah. Because they keep giving away all his talent. But yeah. So he, he would take it to the next level. Yeah. From what Brian said. What about Dan Issel? He coached a little bit in the NBA. Yeah, Denver Nuggets, but he never came back to never college. in a uh, uh, never in a um, college program like that. Nope. Is Mark Price coaching somewhere? He was. He was coaching Charlotte. Okay. What about him. one of the Hurleys? Well, Bobby Hurley did play in the NBA. He did. Then he got in a car wreck yep. in Sacramento. Now he's done decent in Arizona State. Okay. Not done bad. That's a good call. So Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley. There you go, Brian. Aha. What's the guy who played for Indiana and then he went on to coach at UCLA? Alford. 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 There you go. What kind of NBA career did he have? Uh, that was before my time. He, I guess he played a little bit, but he, he did all right, but he's pretty much been run out of every place he's been to. Man, what an interesting story <laughs> is that? Or or just career. He he seemingly has fail, failure, and yeah. then he gets a promotion. He went from Iowa. They was going to fire him. He went to New Mexico. Went from New Mexico to UCLA, then UCLA fired him. Now he's at Nevada. How about uh, Dan Marley? Oh, Thunder Dan! But he's in Grand Canyon, not a power. True, top true. Okay, look at this. Steve Alford played from eighty-seven to ninety-one in the NBA, Dallas Mavericks, and the Warriors. I don't. Let me see what kind of stats. Yeah, he he was okay. So there's a few people who fit the yeah. bill a little bit. Yeah. But Juwan Howard obviously would be a different level. He was an yeah. all star. I think he played in the NBA for like 20 seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Am I exaggerating? He was assistant coach it for like, like five it. or six. <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. seasons do we think Juwan Howard played in the NBA? I'll bring it up here. 94 to. I'm gonna say 18. 94 to uh, 12 or 13, I think. Okay. So I, uh, yeah, I'm saying 18. He played from 94, you're right there, until 2013. Damn, All over. Gary. <laughs> All over. Damn, Gary. So 19 seasons. Wow. Or no, wait. 
That's 20. 20 seasons, yep. Two-time NBA champion. Of course, part of the Fab Five. Okay, so sorry to derail the conversation, guys. It's all right. That's, that's, that's my contribution to the show, Brandon. It's just I hear something and I stalk five check. Well, just random <laughs> random little directions. Yeah. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We encourage you to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We are going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, alongside, of course, Chris Embry, Gary Love. We got our man Brandon Bishop behind the glass. For those of you who tune in each and every week, next Sunday, due to Hard Rock MMA being in Dayton, Ohio on Saturday, next Sunday I will be in Ohio, so I won't be here. I will be tuning in probably in my car, so I'm looking forward to hearing it. But it looks like it'll be Brandon, Gary, Chris, and my man Steve Driver will be returning to the show after him and his wife welcoming their beautiful young boy into the world. So, big show next week. I will not be here in favor of Hard Rock MMA 113, which will be the third time that Hard Rock MMA has traveled outside of the state of Kentucky. All three have been up to the Dayton Convention Center, okay, which coincidentally is where I have a lot of family that lives, so it turns into a little weekend for me. But our man Paul Schomer will be headlining the card, and he'll be calling in in the second hour this morning to preview that fight. So we look forward to hearing from Paul Shomo Schomer in the second hour. Guys, during the break... We were talking about a couple things. One of them being, Chris, you said you were out yesterday. We don't want to say where. Uh, it was watching a game. It was actually Wednesday. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, sport local sports bar and uh, saw Shane Behannon. Yeah, I saw Shane Behannon out there. I hadn't seen him in a while. It's been been a few years since I even thought about Shane. But uh, Louisville fans were showing a lot of support for Shane still and uh, asking for autographs and. You know, uh, it's good to see that, um, you know, there's some fans that still uh, stay behind Shane even after all the drama. Yeah, and I was saying, just being honest, I'll always appreciate Shane for basketball, for what he did. Yeah. What he did in that Sweet 16 and uh, leading up to that title game, he was good, man. He was a good college player. I think he could have been a good pro player, maybe if he would have had his stuff together a little bit more. I don't know how good, you know. I'm not saying lottery pick, but I mean, he was pretty tough. How yeah. tall was he? Six eight. Was he? I don't think he was quite. Am I wrong? Six, seven, I stood. Six, seven. He was, well, I, I think he's more like six six. Okay, uh, you know, you know how I may be players wrong. are. But but he was just a, a interesting case, kind of physical, thick. 
and a lot of shot fakes and just physicality. Mm-hmm. I liked him. I thought he was very instrumental on that team. So if I ever see him out in Louisville, I would be happy to get a picture with him and say hi. And Same goes, you know what's so funny about, even though the title's been taken down and all that, I know. Tim Henderson. You see him out, you're like, hey, that's Tim Henderson. Right. Yeah, I, you know, the, the thing is about Shane, though, I'm kind of shocked that he actually stayed in town. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's not, well. Bowling Green. Yeah, okay, he was Bowling Green. but mm-hmm. Originally he, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, right. And then he moved to Bowling Green to finish out his college career. High school career. I'm sorry, high, yeah, 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 high school career, thank you. Um, but I don't know that he lives here, though. But, you know, it was uh, – it brought back some memories. There was, man, that was the heat of the rivalry yeah. between Cal and. In and hindsight, Rick. we're we're certainly looking back on it and saying, "Man, remember how hated that was?" Yeah, and and, and why did he leave Louisville? Because he likes to smoke, sure, and, and which should not be an issue for anybody in this country. But marijuana he, he goes to work. Colorado State, yeah, the legal out. Marijuana <laughs> being illegal is absolutely insane. Yep. It is. Yep. Absolutely insane. But that's a different story. Yeah. He should have, you know, I know fighters and people who, if, you, if you're if you smoke and you have a big fight coming up and you're taking your fighting thing serious, you stop. Yeah. It's yeah. not that tough. You have to, man. Fortunately, marijuana is not like a, well, I had to go through the withdrawals and I had the shakes and I had this and I woke <laughs> up vomiting. and No. Uh, you just got to take some time off. Shane Bahannon should not have been smoking marijuana at that time. I think he was a big fan of Ricky Williams. Yeah. Well. You know, Ricky's like, shoot, I don't care about the millions. I'm going to smoke. Sticky, icky Ricky. <laughs> That's the best nickname ever. Yeah. I love sports nicknames. That's one of my favorite. The Hefty Lefty. Yes. Uh, God rest his soul. Round mound of touchdown. Yep. yep. He ate me. Yeah. He ate me. Jared Lorenzen, he ate me. I love sports nicknames, but Sticky, icky Ricky. For Ricky Williams, one of my tops. You got any, Brandon? Um, any good kind of funny nicknames? Because MMA yeah. fighters have, like, cool nicknames a lot of times. Sometimes. Well, in MMA, you're not really allowed to pick your own name. Oh, okay. So, um, Unless you're a face breaker. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Somebody else gave that Someone to Someone else gave that to Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if, if you're one of the guys that tries to give yourself a nickname, it's not going to stick. Promised. And you're going to get stuck with a really bad name if you try and make your own. <laughs> who so, gave yeah. you your nickname? Uh, a friend of mine who uh, truly is a total badass. And uh, he's a ranger, an army ranger. His name's Jason Jones. Okay. So I figure uh, I could probably adopt that if, if he's calling me a badass. I think it's legit. Behind there the glass know. over here, we have badass Brennan Bishop. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's stuck, man. I like it. Yeah. Um, but Sticky Icky Ricky um, is a good one for me. Barkley has some good ones. Yes. Uh, it was what, – what, what, hold on. The round mound of rebound. Yeah, see, it was played. Yeah, there you go. And he had a few other ones, but uh, – I can't get Thunder Dan Marley out of my head. Thunder's a good one. <laughs> uh, Shactus. Refrigerator uh, Perry. I never yeah. understood yeah. Uh, yep. Dennis Rodman and the worm. Where did the worm come from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you never saw that video, huh? <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a reference to his genitalia? Uh, I think he just uh, he's a good dancer. Oh, okay. He does the worm really well. Okay. <laughs> um, Shaq, or the big ticket with Will Chamberlain, right? Yep. He had everything, though. Shaq was the big shamrock, the big, I don't know. Magic. 
Magic was a good one. That's a historic yeah. one. Pistol. Yeah. Pistol Pete. Air Jordan. Air Jordan. Yep. yep. Ken- Kenny Skywalker. Yeah. All very good, but none of them match Sticky Icky Ricky for me. No. Sticky Icky Ricky for a guy who was suspended for marijuana like 10 times is the best. Absolutely. Whoever came up with that deserves deserves some credit. Sticky sticky Icky Ricky. Okay. So we're we're looking forward now to all eyes. Would you guys agree are waiting on the uh, results of what Indiana, Kentucky, and Louisville will be doing in the bowls. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then we're also focusing our energy toward, oh, yeah, basketball. Did it sound a little bit like Brian was saying, yeah, Louisville lost, but got the number one women's and men's team. We're basketball school. You know what? (laughs) I I don't blame Chris and I were talking about that (laughs) before the show started. A couple years ago when Kentucky was, you know, when Kentucky was program's number one in in basketball and this and that, Louisville football fans would not let us talk about basketball until the football season was completely over. And yeah. now it's, you know, it just it shows the role reversal. Every four or five years this happens. I'm into some role reversal type stuff. <laughs> wow. You're going to have to go a little deeper in that but one. But you know what? <laughs> That's what he said. I was pulling. I mean, as, as much as, as big a win as that was for Louisville's women yesterday, I was pulling for Oregon because my cousin's niece plays for Oregon. Wow. Okay. She missed basketball at e, uh, E-Town High School. Oh, I think I remember you Aaron mentioning Bowley. her. Yep. Yeah. So I got to keep up with what she does in Oregon and. Things like that. But, no, that's a huge win for Louisville. Louisville was number eight, I think. They may be moved up to number one in women's basketball. Wow. But in men's basketball, I don't see how you can't rank Michigan number one with their resume. Okay. But it's hard to go from unranked to the number one team in the country. What do we think the chances are that Michigan, with Jawan Howard as the head coach, that they're paying their players? <laughs> It's a prerequisite for. Uh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> if there's ever existed paying college basketball players, it's 2019. And either Anthony Hardaway is the coach or Jawan Howard. Are you kidding me? Those are, I mean, that's just, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. All coaches, all the top coaches do it. I'm just saying, I, I we're not stupid. Yeah. We're not stupid, guys. We know this is happening. Yeah. We know that's why Jawan Howard was getting the, I mean, blue chips. That's, that's blue. Right. That's it's blue based chips. Off of him and that's blue chips. That's Penny Chris was Weber. in blue. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's Fab Five and Penny. I mean, that's I will, blue chips. I will say this: Juwan Howard hasn't played a paid a player yet because he hasn't got his own. He hasn't got his guys in there yet. It's only his first year. Oh, okay. So he he's yet to pay a player. I would think. No, he's probably still already paid. Then no, he's got some on his, not on his team now. All them guys were not there. on the current roster. Yeah. Yep. So I'll stand up for him on that. But next year, different story. Beeline paid those guys. Yes, absolutely. Right? <laughs> or, or his assistants, his bag man. Right? Let's be honest. Right. Everybody has a bag man. Don't yeah, they? everybody's got a bag man. And that's okay. You know, it is what it is. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line. Now we have our man Carolina Steve is on the line with us. How about those Clemson Tigers? Oh, man, I watched that game yesterday. I didn't see any of the uh, Wildcat uh, game. Uh, I watched all Clemson. I watched all of it. And Dabo is right. The media does not respect Clemson at all. I know they – well, I, I can agree to a certain extent that, you know, any coach wants to 
have something to fall back on to, to uh, round the troops up. But but I don't think many teams underneath Clemson is uh, crying many tears for them. They've been at the top for quite a while. They're going to be uh, obviously in the top three. I don't know what that fourth spot is. Go ahead, Caroline. What else you got for us? They deserve to be number one. They haven't lost. I think what is that? Twenty-eight straight games. Wow. That's right. And they've also this year they set a record in twelve games. They did not give up over three hundred yards total offense in any game. Wow. Yeah, that's they're definitely impressive, and uh, I'd like to see what they can do against some of these other. Like LSU, I'd like to see that. What do you, I know you're happy to see Alabama get knocked out. Well, I would, but, the, but I tell you what, Gus Falzon put one over on old, uh, Dick Saban. Yes, he did. On that, on that 12 on the field? Yeah, the 12. Uh, they got him for 12 being on the field. But also, at the end, when he got the, the half, when he got one second to kick that field goal. Oh yeah, they got they got jobbed on that. There was no way that they should have got that field goal off with one second left on a running clock when you had no timeouts. Yeah, oh, wow. that's crazy. And also, anytime the two teams are ranked and they're playing at Jordan Hare Stadium in Auburn, Alabama has not won. Wow. Well, you know Malzahn is uh, three and four against Saban, which is like the best record of any SEC coach. Well. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what the playoffs are like. Bring on Ohio State because Ohio State has never beaten Clemson. Okay. Wow. Well, it's the first time they ever met, it resulted in the firing of Woody Hayes. I don't know anything about that. Okay. Yep. That, is that it, where he hit the player? Yeah, he hit Charlie Bauman. He was our news guard. And at that time, the first – College football player ever to bench over 500 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the guy he chose to slap? But yeah. There's also some games that uh, I'm interested in seeing, you know, for the bowl game. Where the teams go go. Where, where will Louisville go for the bowl game? Where will the Wildcats go for the bowl game? And, oh, by the way, everybody talks about how bad the ACC is. They have 10 teams that are going to bowls this year. Yep. SEC's got nine, I think. They got nine. They should have 10, but Missouri, Missouri's on probation. Yeah. Well, uh, that's their fault. And Missouri fired their head football coach yesterday. Yep. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I would like to see, from the projections I've seen, I'd like to see Kentucky go to the military bowl and play Air Force. Or Navy. Stoop said he wants to go somewhere where it rains, like Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They've been playing in a monsoon. That way we probably never see a pass at the game. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and it's just going to be – anyway, in a couple weeks coming up, I will, everybody needs to watch the Army-Navy football game. That is, to me, the true essence of college football. The players, hardly any of them will ever play in the pros. They're playing for the love of the game, and they're playing for their colleges and their branches of the service. And I, if you ever get a chance to go, 
Put that on your bucket list. I have been. It is one of the greatest spectacles I've ever seen in my life. Great stuff, as always, from our man Carolina. Steve Carolina, we appreciate you. Any Tyson Fury or WWE news you need to update us on before we let you go? Uh, Tyson Fury, after he defends his championship, is going to come back and wrestle okay. in the WWE, and he is going to partner with Braun Strowman. Okay, so they're going to be friends now. Yep. Uh, they, they, they had one from England. And he came out, and they, they took care of the B team. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Brock Lesnar, he, uh, they're, they're keeping him champion. I don't know why. He, he doesn't wrestle hardly any at all except at faithful views. But he's, he's a good draw for him and everything. Well, everybody have a good uh, week and everything. And I believe next week is the finals of the state uh, high school football Go out and support your local teams in that. That's where the football players of tomorrow are playing. Y'all have a nice day. Great stuff, as always, from our man Carolina Steve. We do appreciate him. He touched on a few different mm-hmm. things. Thoughts on Carolina's call? Uh, I, the Army-Navy game, like he said, is always a good game. And, you know, you got two teams that never pass the ball. There's nothing like watching an hour-and-a-half football game. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> the clock stays running the entire game. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as like Navy and Kentucky in the bowl game, I don't think they would do that because, first of all, I think watching two teams do nothing but run the ball going to have a hard time keeping people's eyes on the TV. Um, and I think Kentucky will probably get a better opponent than Navy. Uh, Navy yeah. is 8-2, and two, though. Right. So they're pretty good, but um, – uh, Eight and two, eight and four. Eight and they may be eight and four. They was eight and two last time I seen it. Okay. No, they may be eight and three. I think they got one game left against uh, Army, so they only played twelve games. So yeah, they may be eight and three or okay. something like that. Um, they were well, they were playing yesterday when I was looking at. It, so they may they were eight and two, and then whatever yesterday's game and next week's game, they give them twelve games. Um, he brought up Clemson and how tough they are. Uh, LSU, I think if they played uh, Clemson yeah. right now, I think LSU would beat them by yeah. a, a touchdown. But I think Clemson is better than Ohio State. I don't know. That third or that fourth team, I mean, it's going to be tough. O- uh, Oklahoma State, uh, what's some of the other teams? There's like four teams that are vying for that. Oklahoma. You're talking about the, the or Oklahoma. playoff. Oklahoma, you yeah. got Utah, uh, you got uh, Georgia, LSU, Clemson. And one thing that I want to say, I'm so tired of Dabo Sweeney crying after every game, talking about we don't get no respect. You're in the top four. It's not like you're seven or eight. You're in the top four every week. What are you crying about? Well, you know, some coaches, they need some type of – Motivation, it seems like. Yeah, they need somebody hating on them to, to, to bring out the fire. Um you know, I understand wanting to get your your team hyped up, but uh, I mean, look at LSU. They've beaten Alabama. Uh, I mean, they've beaten several teams this year, and they dropped from one to two last week in the in the thing. And they didn't say a word about it. Right. You're in the top four. It's all you want being a top four. Go play football. Yeah, I mean that's my. 
And then Alabama losing two regular season games at, at, with all of that talent, yeah. uh, that's a very disappointing year for Nick Saban. Yeah. And I understand that they lost their quarterback and Mac Jones, which Just, was once committed to Kentucky. You can't throw two pick sixes in a game. I mean, he single-handedly cost his team the game. He threw a 100-yard pick six, and he threw one like right before that. Jeez. And plus, can, can they find a kicker? Yeah, Alabama, the dude missed a, like a 30-yard field goal to send the game in overtime. Jeez. And then, I mean, as far as extra points and field goals, I don't know why a school like Alabama can't find a kicker. Yeah. It's, Louisville didn't have one yesterday as well, right? No. Ever since, what, Creaky went out? Yeah. They have been, they've been terrible, too. Which Kentucky can't seem to find a kicker either. And they've missed like seven extra points this year. But, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Dabble Sweeney. Uh, who do you think is going to win it out of these teams since Alabama? Ohio I, State or LSU? I, I've got Ohio State winning it all. I'm yeah. pulling for the the fighting uh, Steve Drivers, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he'll be excited to see them get probably the number one spot or number two yeah. in the updated playoff yeah. uh can we switch real quick to college basketball what did you think about duke's epic loss to was it stephen f austin they, right? they, yeah they was up 18 points in the second half what's worse this loss or, or kentucky's it's not loss? even close this duke loss Duke's loss is they was the worst loss in 15 years evansville's rpi was number 163 Stephen F. Austin's is two sixty three. Yeah, but it, not even that. And this was a twenty eight to point twenty eight and a half point favorite. Twenty eight and a half Kentucky twenty five. Uh, so they said that they said this is the worst loss since nineteen ninety three when Kansas lost to no two thousand three. Since Kansas lost Long Long Beach State when yeah. he was number one. Since they've kept the records. Yeah, this is the biggest loss per spread since they've kept the records. Yeah, you know, you know, everybody says. You can't get a worse loss in Evansville. They showed a thing of uh, Mike Szyzewski saying, hold my beer. <laughs> I'll get one worse. And then he come out yesterday and said, well, I wasn't feeling good that whole day. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, he was dealing with health issues probably. Yeah. His back always goes out when they get that ass busted. <laughs> hey, coaches, Kyle Keller for Stephen F. Austin. So, big yeah. win for Kyle Keller. And what they they donated that paycheck, 163000 to charity? That was a Stephen F. Austin. epic ending. <laughs> did you see it, Kelly? The I end did of the not. Duke. Oh man, we'll have to pull up a video so you could see how they won that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was crazy. I mean, they had the ball with four seconds left to go at half court, and the commentator was like, "Why did they call a timeout? Why?" I mean, he had a wide open going to the basket layup. Why would he call a timeout? It's the best shot they were going to get. So I mean, yeah, I mean, teams lose. It's college basketball to yeah. win in overtime a full. Full court layup. You know, I, I, he went f- full court to lay it up with four seconds as the time expired. Time expired, and they win on Duke's floor. Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm enjoying it a little more because Kentucky got beat by Evansville. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Right? I appreciate the transparency yeah. there. Yeah. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502 384 1450. We're going to head back to the line now. Where we have our man Marcus is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Marcus? Well, uh, I got something particular I wanted to talk about with mixed martial arts and etc. But uh, I did want to ask the the UK fans. I did think it was hilarious that Duke lost to Stephen F. Austin. 
But but I did want to ask him, you know, when the last time Evansville won an NCAA tournament game was? I'm sure you'll tell us. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't I mean, think I forgot that Evansville even played basketball. <laughs> oh, you're right. Same but thing with Stephen F. Austin. Austin. Yeah. Regularly makes the tournament and has won some games in the tournament in the last few years. Yeah, but so. but this year, you know, their numbers are. It, it was a. I mean, either way, Kentucky and Duke both got beat by inferior opponents, but. Uh, you know, I take extra special um, joy when Duke when it happens to Duke. And, I, you know, nothing against you, Marcus, but, you know, Duke. Mike Krzyzewski's back went out right after they lost or, or whatever. I, I know he said he was not feeling well. Uh, he, he, But anyway, go ahead, Marcus. Well, uh, so switching over to the uh, uh, MMA thing, I, I, I came across an issue here just in the last couple of weeks. I know it happened a while ago. But, but I've never heard you guys talk about it, even though at least part of this show is always focused on, you know, combat sports and things like that. So my understanding is that sometime in the last few months, uh, a dude got into the ring with a woman disguised as a woman because he supposedly was a transsexual or transgender or whatever and beat this woman so badly that it fractured her skull. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, that has happened. What, what is the name of the fighter, Brandon? Uh, I'm not sure. I can look it up. I know that there's been controversy about Fallon Fox. Yes, that's um, who it is. Is that who it was? I assume, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's Let's been a big story. Yeah. That's terrible. I'm surprised Marcus has never brought it up on the show before. Obviously not fair, right? That's crazy. No, I don't think that uh, just because someone is uh, unhappy with the sex organ they were born with or their identity or whatever that liberal left-wing pansy-ass nonsense is these days, uh, I don't think that you should allow somebody who was genetically grown as a man with a thicker skull, denser bones, heavier muscle, to get into the league, get into the octagon or the ring or whatever you guys call it, <clears throat> and beat a woman until her skull fractures. So I, I'd like to hear your all's comments on that and whether or not you agree with me that, you know, transgender, transsexuals, the alphabet people, whatever you want to call them, should be banned from fighting in anything other than the sexual division to which they were born. I 100% agree with you, Marcus. Well, I, I mean, it's, I think it's insane that they allow it to happen. Um, and until I, – I got a feeling they're going to let this happen a few more times before some more outrage comes out about it because it's just uh, – it needs to be stopped. It's a little over the edge with the – you know, you got to stay in your own uh, – genetics yeah so i mean I've, I've looked up the details on it it was fallon fox um she was fighting a woman named tameka brents and um tameka has a statement here that she says i can only say i've never felt so overpowered in my life and um 
I mean, that makes sense, you know, and, and, you know, it's such a touchy subject when you talk about trans, uh, because it's, it's not something that's black and white. It's more of a spectrum type deal. So if anything, I feel that if, uh, trans athletes do want to compete, that maybe they need their own separate division rather than competing in the male or female division. And I think that would be the most fair way to go about it. I, I 100% agree with you, Brandon. That's that's what's got to happen. I don't know if there's enough trans fighters to form their own little right niche, right? But they don't belong fighting genetic females. It, it's such an advantage, right? Uh, it's pretty dangerous to be doing that, and uh, you know. What do you think about their own division, Marcus? Well, I mean, if there's enough of them, I'm all for that. Uh, but but my basic thing is I understand this you know modern specified era where oh we well we can't talk about that oh we're gonna offend somebody oh she's hush and don't say anything we'll see what happens no the Olympics don't tolerate that kind of nonsense that's right I mean they're constantly doing genome testing on people from East Germany or <laughs> that's whatever right. the hell they call it that's these true. days <laughs> to make sure these women aren't really dudes. It's somehow it's 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 okay in the United States. I don't under, I don't get it. But yeah, that's a great point, Marcus. Uh, yeah, when, it, when our sports, you know, are are not you know leading by example with the you know Olympic Games, which frankly are corrupt as hell. Yes, have standards that are higher than we are. That's an embarrassment. So anyway. Okay. That's it for that. Congratulations to the Kentucky fans on putting such an absolute beat down on Louisville. Uh, every Louisville fan I know was 100% sure that they were going to thrash Kentucky. Uh, so I, I, I'd love to see people that get overconfident get their comeuppance. Uh, I would like to point out that Kentucky's last loss in football this year is going to end up being to Tennessee. So thank you very much. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. And go Patriots. Great stuff, as always, from our man Marcus. Relatively tame call. That was a good yeah. call. Good call. Very good call from Marcus. I always enjoy his calls. Speaking of Tennessee. I have to. Yeah. Did you see him? Did you see that Tennessee player step on that Vanderbilt guy's head yesterday on the sidelines? <laughs> I did. What the hell? Without yeah. a helmet? Yes. Oh, With wow. cleats? Yes. Intentionally. A la Albert Hainsworth from, yep. I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. I remember that. Yeah. But um, we're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in. To the weekend sports buzz. We are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We appreciate their support. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. We are the only locally owned sports radio station 
in the city of Louisville and Southern Indiana market. We want to thank Trevor Kelsey and, of course, Duke and Ryan of Ryan Media. Uh, Doug Wolverton, uh, shout out to Matt McCarthy, everybody who's behind the scenes for me to be able to be here on the air every Sunday for two hours. I absolutely love it. Our title sponsor is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We appreciate the support from A.J. Jenkins, Holly Jenkins, everybody over there at Louisville Combat Academy. My journey into sports radio has been an interesting one, and it has spanned about 10 years, okay? About 10 years ago, I'd go over to my buddy Matt McCarthy's house on Thursday nights. I'd have a couple drinks and record a podcast along with my man Tyler Bloyd, who we have on the Louisville Combat Academy Buzzline now. Tyler, how are you this morning? <laughs> big, big win for the the cats yesterday, right, Tyler? Uh, I don't even. I, I got a few things to say, and that's it, Kelly. All I know is Doug Wolverton. Shout out to Doug. Moving on from there. Kentucky is a better football program than Louisville. It is now six to six the last twelve years. It is only like 15 to 12 Louisville almost the last 30 years. When are you card fans, not that you're a card fan, we know you're mediocre now, when is a real card fan going to get off their Alabama high horse and think you guys are just some superior team because you won an Orange Bowl one time? Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody talks about Louisville. You guys are a trash program with a good coach that might get you back where you want to be. Down, cry about that. All y'all want. It's a rivalry, best Saturday, whatever your name is. Cards up, go cat. <laughs> I love it. Are you still there, Tyler? <laughs> he <laughs> dropped off. That's okay. He dropped off. That's all right. Good call he from spoke Tyler. Piece, yeah. yeah, he spoke his piece. I, li- I kind of like calls like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes you got to ruffle the feathers, right? I mean, Tyler is not. One who is afraid to ruffle feathers. Yeah. I'll give him that. He called him Scott Satterly. <laughs> Purposely, of course. Yeah. Um, no, Tyler was talking some smack to some U of L media members on Twitter yesterday, and it was entertaining. Yep. I'm tuned into that stuff. Yeah. I think he's blocked. Tyler is blocked. By every Louisville media <laughs> member there is. He sounds like my kind of guy. I think he's also blocked by Matt Jones. Here's a funny story about Tyler. Tyler worked <laughs> in a restaurant about 12, 15 years ago, and he waited on a table where Matt Jones was eating. Have you heard this? Mm-mm. He waited on a table where Matt Jones was eating with some other people, and they left. They paid their bill, but they didn't tip at all. No tip. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that at the time... Tyler was hosting a podcast with me, and we went on the air, had a few drinks, and blasted Matt Jones for stiffing his server. <laughs> that sounds like Matt Jones to stiff some servers. I mean, okay. I'm not a big fan. But so KSR, I think it was Drew Franklin and some yeah. of those other guys, got a hold of this. And, of course, being who they are, they mm-hmm. blew it up. It was all over KentuckySportsRadio.com. Right. Matt Jones doesn't tip his servers. and It was funny. Matt handled it well. And, and it resulted in Tyler being on the air for his uh, the Kentucky Sports Radio 
radio show. Mm-hmm. Tyler was on there, on the air, talking about it. Like, it was a big deal. Are you going to straighten this out? Are you going to tip him? Oh, wow. Looks like we have Tyler back on the line with us. Tyler apparently wants to add add something else. What do you have, Tyler? Hey, guys, I don't know what happened there. I guess it was that UofL conspiracy cut me off. The, the phone dropped. Anyways, I don't know what I missed there for a second. But, um, yeah, I was just kidding. Uh, I mean, I'm just for six months. So since we beat Louisville's ass last season, that Louisville's going to be all of a sudden good again and beat Kentucky. Media members, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark, I mean, it's ridiculous the stuff we heard all week. Okay. I certainly appreciate that, Um, Tyler. While we have you on the line, what have you stirred up lately? Were you you and Mark Blankenbaker going back and forth on Twitter yesterday? What what happened? No, Mark did not go back and forth on Twitter at all because once the game started, Mark didn't tweet until, like, midnight after global, like, women basketball won a game or something nobody cares about. (laughs) Mobile media are a bunch of jokers. They're just a bunch of fanboys. You are different. You've moved into the martial arts. You're just a radio hack. And that's why I listen to you and I love you. Some of the people, they're just a bunch of hacks. Threw up fans. They got hired by the little, their best friend. And it's just a joke. Who's a joke? And I'm sick of it. And this is what you all deserve. <laughs> Okay, Tyler. Well, in all seriousness, we really appreciate your call. As far as I'm, Matt Jones owes me twenty percent. Go Cat. (laughs) Matt Jones, he did comment on the tipping thing. So apparently, Matt Jones, fifteen years later, still has not tipped Tyler. And you know what? Does he plan on doing it soon? I give I give Tyler credit for that because Matt Jones, all he talks about his radio show now was. One of the things he talks about is how well, how good of a tipper he is. Yeah, I think that may have started with the Tyler <laughs> I think, thing. Yeah, yeah. So he woke him up. <laughs> Tyler, not a, not afraid. Didn't sound like he had the best phone connection, but not afraid to ruffle some feathers. I will give him credit for that. As far as I'm concerned, Tyler should continue calling into the weekend sports buzz. Love it, Tyler. Like I said, he was there. I went to high school with Tyler. Tyler called into the show about a year ago, and Doc was producing back there. Have you heard this, Brandon? No, sure haven't. Can't wait, though. <laughs> you were here, <laughs> yes, Chris, I remember. and he was like, oh, you're an MMA fighter? What's your record? And I think Doc was like, oh, and two. And he's like, Puh. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, and then Tyler like came on the air and said he kicked Doc's ass. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Doc asked, he said, is Tyler a combat sports athlete? And I was like, no, he, he played soccer in college. And Doc was like, ooh. Hey, he's probably got some mean leg kicks, man. I don't know. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. <laughs> but when it came, it, it, to be fair to Doc, when it came down to it, Tyler did not. Because Doc was like, okay, let's fight. I'll fight. <laughs> Doc will fight anybody. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when Depot it came down lot. to it, to be fair to Doc, Tyler was like, no thanks, I don't want to fight him. <laughs> But what I like is that, that Tyler called in and like he would have talked to if you were confrontational with him at all or something, he would have talked crap to, to Brandon Bishop. Oh, I'm going to have to now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love Tyler call, uh, calling in, being a part of the weekend sports buzz. We are going to head to a break. On the other side, we'll be interviewing 
We have Paul Shomo Shomer of Vision Dayton will be headlining the Hard Rock Card this upcoming Saturday at the Dayton Convention Center, which will be HRMMA 113. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. For those of our listeners who tune in every Sunday morning to hear talk about sports across the, the world of college basketball and football and baseball, we cover that for you every Sunday from 9 AM until 11 AM. We also have a little bit of an emphasis on combat sports. I'm fortunate to do the commentary for Hard Rock MMA. And this upcoming Saturday, December 7th, Hard Rock will be in Dayton, Ohio at the Dayton Convention Center. We have on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line with us now, we have Paul Shomo Shomer. Paul, how are you, sir? Uh, Doing great, man. Yourself? Doing very well. I appreciate you joining us. You are headlining the card this upcoming Saturday. I wanted to do a little preview. We will put this into the Kelly Patrick Show podcast rotation as an episode. So we want to hear a little bit about you this Saturday. Paul will step into the cage. He's currently a pro fighter with a record of 2-1. and one. He'll be fighting Gavin Agnew, who Hard Rock MMA fans are also very familiar with. Paul... Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what brought you to the point where you are a, a professional MMA fighter? I know you've been fighting for actually stepping into the cage for, I think it's over 10 years now, but throughout your life, when did you start with combat sports? What martial arts introduced you to the world of cage fighting? Um, well, I started martial arts back in uh, second grade. I was getting uh, picked on a lot by a lot of bigger guys, and uh, my parents thought that'd be a good way to help defend myself. I did that for a couple years, and then uh, took up wrestling in high school. Then in high school, uh, my wrestling coach just did jiu-jitsu after practice, and turns out my wrestling was jiu-jitsu. So uh, I started getting back into martial arts. Um, I'd say my first discipline was uh, Kali. Which is, a, is that a Filipino martial art? Yeah, it's, it's Filipino martial arts. It's mostly uh, combatives with stick fighting and knives. But my coach was able to transfer a lot of it to Muay Thai. 
Okay, very cool. And you wrestled up in always in the Dayton, Ohio area, Paul? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been here pretty much my whole life, uh, training out of here. Uh, I, like, I like to travel a lot, though, when I find other gyms. Okay. Now, what, what high school did you wrestle for? Uh, I wrestled for Wayne High School in Huber Heights. Okay, very cool. Good stuff there. Um, Brandon Bishop, the producer of the Weekend Sports Buzz and frequent guest on the Kelly Patrick Show. Brandon, if you have any questions for for Mr. Shomer, please chime in. You know, I'll probably have more questions afterwards. Okay. Um, You know, just because I think a lot of times my my fighter mentality has me wanting to pick apart strategy and that kind of thing. And and we always just leave that alone until after the fight because I don't want to, just in case there's extra ears listening. This is, this is close. Uh, Paul's fighting. He's stepping into the cage this Saturday. Okay. Uh, Paul, um, tell us about vision Dayton. Tell us about your team. Who do you get to train with there at vision Dayton? Uh, man, my team's awesome. Uh, my main, my main, uh, just coach, Brandon Lano, uh, wrestling coach uh, Tyler Westland, striking coach Ezra Hines. They they do a phenomenal job all the time. They're always looking out, trying to pick apart what I'm doing wrong, make sure everything's nice and crisp. Um, biggest partner probably right now. Um, there's actually a lot of a lot of people who aren't fighting right now. Um, Jimmy Sandlin, he's a big one. He comes in and bows me up from time to time. Now he's currently a Hard Rock champion, right? Yeah, 170 pound Hard Rock amateur champion. Big win over Corey Holbrook. Yes, recently. Yes, very fun, impressive. Fun fact: That's actually where me and Jimmy met. Was in the Hard Rock cage. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So how'd that go? Uh, well, we we fought. We had a had a pretty awesome fight. I, it was good, fun time, and. Uh, you know, my coaches saw a lot of potential in him, and they told him to come down, and he came down. He's been on a nice little win streak ever since. Yeah, very tough opponent. Um, he fought one of our guys at Louisville Combat Academy not too long ago in Dayton, as a matter of fact. And uh, Sandlin looked really good, man. He's an impressive fighter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 going places for sure, I think. He's still got a lot of time in this sport. I wouldn't be surprised to see him up there, up there in the big times for sure. And we hear a lot of good things about vision down here anyway you know so if if you're up in the Dayton area we hear that's the place to go absolutely awesome we're looking forward to seeing this fight coming up next Saturday man really exciting so um what do you what how do you see the fight going yourself honestly I I don't I don't like to try to plan too much into it just because I don't don't like to have go into a mindset and then miss openings that I would have seen had I had that but you know I'm hoping to knock this guy out. If not, you know, from what I hear, he's a he's a kind of grindy guy just like me, so we might be in for a pretty good war. I'm prepared for either way. Good. Paul, do you go into your fights? You've heard the commentary and, and my some of my talk afterwards when you beat Nicholas Hubler-Scherf. <laughs> How big of a deal are elbows for you? The the commentaries? Yeah. What, what do you think of um, elbows? Do you, do, uh, are elbows a big part of your game, or do you get into the cage and you kind of just use them, or do you consciously think I got to el- use a lot of elbows in this fight? So, so when I when I first started fighting, you know, my my background was more Muay Thai, uh, Sea Lot Kali kind of thing. 
which involves crazy amount of elbows. So it was more I had to tone it down for amateur. And I mean, I mean, ever since even talking about turning pro, I've been just dying to the fact to get some elbows in. Okay. I was lucky enough to come up in my amateur career that elbows were still legal as an amateur. So I've been able to use them my entire career, which has been really, really advantageous for me because that's one of my bigger weapons. Sure. So um, you can really do some damage with those elbows. Oh, yeah. Paul, for Hard Rock MMA, the people who follow Hard Rock closely, we've got to see this freakishly athletic man with an amazing backstory, and his name is Luke Shawley. <laughs> How often do you get to train with Luke Shawley? Let me tell you something about Luke, man. He's He's been doing this for just a little over two years now, and I remember the first time I went up to Vision Cincy's where he started, and uh, I just see this Brock Lesnar slash Ivan Drago looking dude. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll spar you. You know, you being twice my size. Because you're crazy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Build character, right? Sure. But uh, it, he's just this moving wall, hardly, hardly knows how to throw a punch and kick. And fast forward today, he's setting up these nasty combos and he's just, just, an athletic freak, you know, he's, he's constantly working on something to improve himself. Every day he comes in, he's like, check to check out this new move or check out this new way to throw a, a jab. And it's just like, where it's, it's all he, he, he eats, sleeps and drinks this sport. I was very impressed when I was commentating his fight. I think it was up in Dayton. Maybe Northern Kentucky Convention Center, but he was fighting Mitchell Rose. I think this was Luke Shawley's only time moving down to the 205-pound weight class. Mitchell Rose attempted to do a, a, a leg attack against Luke Shawley, heel hook or, or straight ankle, and was attacking his legs. Luke Shawley said, okay, you're doing that. I'll do it to you. And in commentary, I was like, I'm impressed that Luke Shawley even – knew how to attack a leg like that. I knew how new he was to the sport. And he won via, I think it was a heel hook. Yep. And so, I mean, what what a testament to how serious Luke Shawley takes this combat sports thing. That he turned around and he heel hooked his opponent. Yeah, that, that one was, was a perfect example. Because I remember him hearing he's some heel hook king. And, and all we did is just, just heel hook. Heel hook transitions to heel hook trick that transition. I was at that fight, and I knew as soon as it went to the ground like that, and I seen him lock up. I was like, I wasn't even worried. I don't blame Mitchell Rose for trying uh, almost a gimmick type of because that's kind of in an MMA fight now. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but if I'm fighting Luke Shawley and I had to fight him, which I don't ever plan on doing, no thanks. <laughs> I may try something like a heel hook. I don't. I want to avoid being close to his fists and his, his legs as much as possible. So I don't know what I would try, but I was very impressed with Luke Shawley being able to turn that around. Do we know when Luke Shawley's next fight is? I know he's pro now. Um, yeah, he just won his first pro fight. Um, he, he's kind of taking it easy right now, just learning some stuff. Sure. Maybe, maybe a couple months from now. Awesome. I'm not sure. 
Well, Paul, we appreciate you joining us here on the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning uh, for a Kelly Patrick Show special edition interview. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday at the Dayton Convention Center for Hard Rock MMA 113, Paul. Thank you very much. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Good luck. Bye. Great stuff from Paul. He goes by Shomo Shomer previewing his fight this upcoming Saturday. This should be an interesting fight, okay? And what I mean by that is the guy he's fighting is no slouch, Gavin Agnew, who made his pro debut a few shows ago for Hard Rock and fought Dustin Short, and he himself has some vicious elbows. So it's a pro fight. Everything goes. Say what you want about the Ohio Commission for MMA. For pros... It's just like any other pro fight. The amateur rules in Ohio suck. Yeah. But pro fights, everything's, you know, anything goes. So Gavin Agnew against Paul Shomo Shomer will be the main event on Saturday. Myself and, and my son Johnny Patrick will be in attendance. Actually, my brother will be sitting with them. I can't wait. It'll be a great show, and we're really looking forward to that. We are going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned where we have our man Chris Embry. Gary Love, myself, and of course, Brandon Bishop behind the glass. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. Final segment here, the Weekend Sports Buzz, is brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have great class availability. They have a jiu-jitsu program. If you're a casual guy like me, who's interested in training martial arts to better your life. You guys have plenty of examples of that, Brandon. Oh, sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Plenty of people at Louisville Combat Academy are hobbyists who have no intention of getting into the cage. Right. We And that's the good thing about Louisville Combat is we have all levels of participation available. We've got people who only want to do jujitsu just strictly to learn and have something to do maybe with their kids. Uh And then we have people that come in and they want to compete in jujitsu. We've got people that want to compete in boxing or MMA and we can take it to whatever level you want because we've got guys that have come in that have made it into the UFC. We've got Bellator fighters, everybody. So not only do you have the, all three Ferguson's, but I mean, you, AJ Jenkins has a, 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 legitimate long spanning amateur MMA career himself. Who else? Jason Y come in there some? Yeah, he's in there every now and then. He's the coach of the old Louisville MMA team. Yeah, so at, at any time you walk in there, Sherrard will be there sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. AJ Sherrard. Mm-hmm. Um so at any time you walk in Louisville Combat Academy, you'll see what, Lingo and his uncle? Yeah. Toyapu. Who's mopping? Um, Nick Moppin comes in. Or, or, I'm sorry, not Nick Moppin. AJ had been telling me about Lingo's one of Lingo's training partners, 
I think his name's Jake Moppin. Jake, yes. Okay. Jake is a killer. <laughs> yeah, that's he what I've He is heard. a killer. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to get in wrestling, jiu-jitsu, boxing, Muay Thai, MMA, we got it all. Whatever level of participation you want, it's there. Great stuff. While we're on that subject, what about Conor McGregor coming back? Wow. Right. Brandon, yeah. what do you think? That's your area of expertise as the and, pro fighter. You know, listen, there's a lot of people that aren't going to like me when I say this, but I don't like McGregor. Yeah. I went through a phase with him where, um, you know, I'm, I'm not much into the trash talk. Mm-hmm. So um, when he first came out and he started doing the trash talk, I was like, ah, just shut up and fight. But then his trash talk was so good, man. <laughs> it was oh, so it was it was highly entertaining. He's, he's definitely good, good at trash talk. Yeah. So that got me interested because he can back it up. But then he started going off the rails, throwing dollies through buses and fighting old guys in bars getting into fights at bellator that he's not scheduled um if it were up to me i would not let conor mcgregor touch another professional fight again as long as he lives okay but it's not up to me so i'm keeping my fingers crossed that he gets his teeth smashed in yeah and he's not he said he's not trash talking this time yeah you can't trash talk donald cerrone no (laughs) (laughs) unless you're nate diaz actually go back and watch that fight because (laughs) <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories. Nate Diaz, who I love. I love Nate Diaz. He's authentic. <laughs> He's everything Conor McGregor is not. Yeah. I'm with you, Brandon. I'm not a Conor McGregor fan. Right. According to Ancestry.com, I'm 76% Irish. <laughs> you have to be related. <laughs> so okay, if I were into the identity politics type thing, I'd be a huge Conor McGregor fan. Nope. Just because we're both Irish or I have Irish history lineage or whatever – doesn't mean I like him to hell with Conor McGregor. No fan. But J- Nate Diaz fought, uh, I don't know how many, eight, ten years, uh, five, eight years ago, a while ago. It's been a while. Donald Cerrone. Mm-hmm. And Nate Diaz talked some trash to him, not only before, but in the cage. <laughs> During the fight. <laughs> he was talking trash to him, just talking them down. And you can rewatch it. And it got in Donald Cerrone's head. And he just got his ass, he just got beat up. Yeah. And then afterwards, Rogan asked him. In an episode a few years later, after the fight, did that impact you? And Donald Cerrone, being the honest man that he is, said, yeah, he was. I was in the cage. This is Cerrone talking. And Nate Diaz was talking trash to me. I was like, are you kidding me? How crazy is this guy? He was just going Stockton and a bunch of expl- ex- explicit uh, verbiage. But, yeah, it got in Donald Cerrone's head. He was mentally defeated without actually fighting Nate Diaz. So, it can happen. And yeah. Nate Diaz is the best at it. But, yes, so to your to your comment, Gary, uh, Conor McGregor, the most marketable, let's be honest, I don't like him. I've never liked but, him either. But, but the biggest star in the history of MMA. That's crazy to think. Yeah. Does anyone disagree with that? He's the biggest, uh, biggest attention. Star. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, dollars, and, dollars uh, um, uh, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. Yeah. And, and Conor McGregor is the biggest star in the history of MMA. Love him or hate him, that's how it works. Floyd Mayweather's a, a huge star, and love him or hate him, big star. But for, for MMA being such a young sport, Conor McGregor, people are going to tune in to watch that fight. Yeah, I hope Cerrone wins. Unfortunately, I predict Conor McGregor will win. I'll bootleg it. I don't want to pay for it. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate your transparency. Cerrone is already the, the all-time leader in wins for the UFC, I believe. Wow. So he's won more fights than anyone in the history of the UFC. 
So I guess Connor already uh, took care of his suspension and everything for him to be coming back. Did, oh yeah. It, I don't know how long he got suspended. It's been a couple years. How long has it been since he was in a cage? Uh, got his ass kicked by October, Khabib. Maybe? Yeah, Khabib. Time. I'll bring it up here. I, yeah. I forget the exact date, but I remember watching it and I loved every second of it. Yes. You don't think CM Punk was the biggest? <laughs> <laughs> Golly. CM Punk. <laughs> they let anybody in. Apparently. If they'll make money, <laughs> yeah. they do. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm okay with that in a way. If, 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 if Tom Cruise wants to make an MMA debut mm-hmm. and for some reason the UFC thinks it'll sell, I think that he should get to fight in the UFC. He would have to fight just He would get Bieber. his ass kicked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and we would find out quickly oh, this is real. Mm-hmm. Right. This isn't fake. This isn't WWE. Right. Right. So, I, in a way, I don't have a problem with it. It's capitalism in the sport. And I think overall competition weeds out if you're not good. And I think that's the way it should be. Now, so, so okay, so the, the fighters out there who say it's not fair that CM Punk got to fight in the UFC, their argument is this. They say, there's other fighters who deserve that opportunity that were overlooked for that opportunity. That's not how it works, okay? Right. It's not like some individual fighter would have had a bunch of eyeballs on him if CM Punk didn't come along. It's not. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not saying this, Brandon Bishop, but... It's not like Brandon Bishop would have had that opportunity if CM didn't have it, right? Right. right. Mickey Gall was handpicked as an opponent for CM Punk, and he beat the hell out of him. And that's a testimony to the legitimacy of MMA. He's a a successful jiu-jitsu brown belt, and he dominated CM Punk. The next guy was a little different. What was his name? I forget, but he was more of a boxer, more of a good matchup for for CM Punk. But Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a problem with that type stuff, if that makes sense. Do you follow me at all? Yeah, I get you. It, it, it weeds. It's kind of a self-correcting problem. Yeah. You think you're tough? Well, people will pay to see you fight. Do you have the balls to get in there? Yeah. Because it does take balls. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I right? would like to see the celebrity version. You remember when they were doing celebrity boxing? For oh a while. yeah. I would like to see celebrity MMA. I think it's. I think it's a something that could be a marketable thing at least once. You know you, what I mean? You got to be pretty down on your money and, and celebrities down Dude, on your luck. Danny oh, Bonaducci would be there in a heartbeat. That's it. The <laughs> He'd be there in a heartbeat. B-list celebrity. <laughs> if, if he truly B-list. would, I think. I think they should sanction I think, it. And I think it Dustin happen. Diamond would take him up on that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a name. I've Didn't heard they fight once? I think so. I think they did a celebrity boxing match with and Dustin I, Diamond versus like. Uh, William Refrigerator Perry or something. I didn't forget who. It's one of those guys. Has somebody lost has anybody lost their mind like Dustin Diamond has? <laughs> that guy's half crazy anymore. Hey, he played I a went, character named Screech. Do you yeah. really expect him to stay sane <laughs> for yeah. long? Yeah, you're right. I went and watched him do some stand up at the what is it called? The Laugh Factory or Oh, I bet that was a In train wreck. It was a little bit of a train wreck. Awesome. Yeah. I wish I could have been there for it. <laughs> I like that stuff. I talked to him afterward. And he was nice, you know. <laughs> My heart goes out to somebody like that in a way, right? Yeah. People always are dumping on him. And, and I he, can say that, right? Dumping on him? Yeah. And he'll never – and <laughs> and there's there's some characters you can never get away from. Like yeah. he can right. never get away from the Screech character. Yeah. So, you it's, know, that kind of hurts him too. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, famous people, what about Snoop Dogg coming out with a new, new uh, album for – it's a lullaby album for infants. Wow. What, I mean, who's buying that? Well, there there was uh, recent news that his 10-day-old granddaughter just passed away. Oh, wow. So oh, um, I'm not sure if there's any correlation to that or not, but yeah, yeah that's that's in the headlines now. Mm. 
So I hope you feel terrible about yourself, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking about who would listen to it. But, you know, you've, you as a rapper or any kind of mu- musician, you have to expand your brand because you, you're not always, I mean, hip-hop artists don't always, they're, they're around, what, 15 years maybe. You've got to figure out yeah. some other way to... To I mean, make money. look at guys like Ice Cube going from NWA to Daddy Daycare or wherever it was. Sure. You, know? I yeah. mean, you got to reinvent yourself if you want to stay in the spotlight. You can't stay the same guy because time will pass you up. Yep. Sure. Let's imagine the Kelly Patrick show really takes off and I become a legit big star. Okay. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. That's okay. But, but for Gary's the sake- over here laughing. Yeah, that yeah, that's okay. Me. That's okay. But for the sake of this conversation, let's imagine it does, right? Okay. I become like the go-to resource for local MMA on the nas- international scene. So there's a local show in, I don't know, Norway. And I, you know, I, somehow I'm a big star, okay? Just, just follow me here. Okay. This is my dream. Just okay. listen. In theory, I would prefer to never sell out and start making kids rap songs okay right i i in theory i would prefer to stick to my guns and do what i love to do does that make sense yeah because right now i get to do what i love but what if what you love changes and i start enjoying kids nursery rhymes it's not gonna happen brandon (laughs) maybe your demographic changes i I, I don't like watching disney movies or any of that i don't don't, have disney plus nope hell no loser I don't. I just don't. I don't like cartoons unless it's like South Park. I don't. I just don't. It's just who I am. Okay. Now, five years from now, if somehow I got married and I have a bunch of alimony and I'm this giant star, okay, I've got a few other kids out there or something crazy, maybe then that's where I say, okay, now I'll narrate some cartoons. Even though for years I said on the air that I hate cartoons and I hate this and that. That's I think that's what we see is you have a bunch of ex-wives, you got a bunch of kids, you got a bunch of debt. That's when you compromise who you are. What what if somebody came to you and said, Kelly Patrick, you've got, you've got such a golden voice. Yep. I would love you to voice this character for this cartoon. How much would I get paid? I would do a it. handsome I'm not, sum. I'm he, not going to claim. So I you're selling out then? There's yeah. a there's a price. <laughs> I'm, admit, I'm transparent. Right. I'm transparent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be transparent. I would sell out. Don't get me sure. wrong. In theory, though, I'd prefer to stick to my bread and butter, which is what I'm best at. Right. When you actually love what you do, you're better at it. Better product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're is not that... going to go from murder was the case to nursery <laughs> rhymes, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I have a few ex wives and and some medical expenses, or you know, I don't know exactly what what's going on with them. Uh, will I narrate a nursery rhyme for a hundred million dollars? Yeah. Uh, will I do it for a, a five thousand dollars? Probably yes. The shizzle. <laughs> <laughs> we know his price now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, I don't think I've listened to Snoop Dogg song since Tupac was still alive. Because I right. don't think he's been great. He hasn't no. been very good last fifty. So, like you know, you got to make money somewhere, right? Yeah, he's done a lot of collaborations. I mean, he cooks Katy now. Perry. He'll do a song with Katy Perry. Yeah. And when I think of Snoop Dogg, I hate to tell you, I think of. Um, Marsha, uh, or I'm sorry, Martha uh, Stewart. Martha Stewart. Yes, now. <laughs> I love that. I think that's the best product he has put out. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it's thoroughly entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny to think him connected to her after you know gangster rap. Well, she's pretty gangster herself. Hey, she's yeah. she's, she's more gangster than he is. She's been to prison. He Insider trading. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He do- he dodged some charges and didn't go to prison. Oh, yeah. Murder was the case. Yeah, he dodged. Yep. <laughs>
I'm with you guys. Seriously. Well, uh, Snoop was in prison for a while, too. Oh, was he? Yeah, I think so. I'm so sorry. Please. I don't want to offend Snoop. He was in prison. Right, yeah. Probably. He was. My bad. bad. (laughs) I don't want any calls from his lawyer. He was in prison. (laughs) Right? That's credibility, right? Yeah. I think that's where he got those braids. You think going to prison is good for you? As a rule of thumb, going to prison is good for your career? As a rapper, probably. Yeah, just across the board. Maybe as a football star. <laughs> Unless you're snitching on everybody like that. Oh, Takashi. Rainbow oh, hair. Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Had to go point the finger at Takashi, did you? Is he done? I don't, I don't, know, who he, I don't know who he can make music with now. Yeah. Don't nobody want to hang out with that guy. It looks like a made-for-TV. Money talks, though. Money talks, right? Money, but yeah, but the people he'd be working with probably has more money he does anyway. It's so. kind of like Trump when, the, when the, Trump was doing becoming president. They're like, "All right, we got to get some music for his inauguration. Who wants to come on?" <laughs> <laughs> and ev- nobody wanted to, so they got like, "Who'd they get? Smash Mouth or something?" <laughs> or no, 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 no. Three doors down. Three doors. Oh, okay. There was like the, oh, the yeah. Mormon, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, and Three Doors Down. <laughs> they're who accepted the invite. <laughs> Somebody out there always needs some money. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I think uh, Takashi, I don't know, though. Is he, he going to prison for a while, or is he completely getting no, out of those he's, charges? He's, he's going to get out of them because— uh, Good for him. He's, he's snitching on everybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have a lot of tattoo removal, though, yeah. if he's going to try and blend back in with society after tattooing 6'9 all over his body. It's hey, kind of— he, he looks like my desk after detention. Yeah, I mean, it looks walking graffiti. It's weird. That's funny. Uh, yeah, they they said he he uh, the government said they wasn't going to do the witness protection for him because he wanted to go into witness protection, but he wanted the government to pay for all his tattoo removals. Huh? Are you serious? serious? Yes. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> I'm sure some of his former um, coworkers would remove them for him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a different way, though. Yeah. Maybe a, a, a grinder or something. Yeah. Jeez. It would come off. They come off. They're not permanent. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this show's got off the rails. Yeah. And that's good, though. Yeah, Great yeah. interview from Paul Schomer. Oh, yeah, it was. I love it. The it psychology of, of talking to someone before they get into the cage or even go out for a boxing match is something that is new to me over the past 10 years. I remember the first time I did it was for Dorico Murray. My man, Dugan Ryan, introduced me to the world of combat sports. He probably doesn't even know that. About eight years ago, I think he said, let me think. About seven years ago, he said, hey, uh, there's a local boxing event off Old Shepherdsville Road at the Davis Community Center. And... We have a television show. Dugan owns a television time slot for a local access channel. And he said, Kelly, can you help to promote this boxing event? I said, because he knew I was a big boxing fan. And I went there. Dorico Murray's promotion, future promotions with Joe Shirley and Carlo Kellum. I went there. The rest is history. I I, uh, interviewed some fighters prior to that event and, and talked to him after. And I met Gary Thomas. I met Todd Neal. And that was 2013, Brandon. So yeah. that, that was my introduction into the world. But I'll never get over it, talking to someone and being like, hey, man, you're getting ready to go get in a cage, and we don't know what's going to happen. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. I've got a question for you on that, though. I know you know the local fighters real well. How much show? How much actual prep? Because you've got to be on your game during the commentary. commentary. Well, thanks to Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg, who – 
whoever invented, whoever, whoever actually invented Facebook, whoever it was, not him, the mm-hmm. other guy. Um, Brandon Hardrock Kigden shares these fight posters when they when he announces a fight. He shares it on Facebook. He's got an album for each event, mm-hmm. and I go through and I add each fighter. They don't all accept me, but I send a generic question, set of questions to them. I copy and paste, say, hey, man, I'm commentating your fight. This is what I want to know about you. I make sure to let them know I want to make you and your team sound as good as possible, right? Because that's really, in mm-hmm. my opinion, local MMA, that's what the commentator can do. Yep. Does that make sense, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, it's you want everybody to look as good as possible. That's you know, It turns out the best product. So right. Nice, polite shout-out to their gym. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, on your fights, if I mention Brandon is of Louisville Combat Academy, his teammates are so-so-and-so, mm-hmm. that's good, right? Yeah, yeah. It just kind of associates me with that stable of fighters. And, and that's what you want. That's yeah. your team. Yeah, those so, are my boys. So to answer your question, Gary, I put quite a few hours into it. Mm-hmm. But it's enjoyable. Yeah. And I get to know them. And that's how I met Paul Schomer, the guy we just interviewed. and uh, So quite a bit of time, yeah. Yeah, because I see – like. Uh, Tom Leach and 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 even Paul Rogers when okay. they do a, when they do a basketball football game they have almost like a clipboard in front of them and yeah. it's broke down in so many different things yeah I have a, a iPad mm-hmm. with a notes section just like your iPhone with the mm-hmm. notes thing and I've got an entry I've got like three hundred something entries it's for three hundred something fighters. Mm-hmm. And I click on it, and I make sure that I'm not reading outdated information. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is still some maintenance, right? right. So and so switch gyms. I better know that, yeah, right? Because I don't want to go on the the recording right. permanent video and say he's with so and so team when he's not. Yep. So, uh, it's a continual process. But like I said earlier, I'm good at it because I enjoy it, yep. and I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but I enjoy it, and I do try to get the best info- the most accurate information. It's not that hard. Just takes some time and a little bit yeah. of work. I just don't think people appreciate the time and energy that goes into stuff. Sure, like that. thank you. So, I appreciate that. No um, like I raise over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you. <laughs> there, it, there we go. Double your pay. <laughs> Great. Oh, wow. It's official. Anybody else want to raise? Yeah, sure. Why not? Double your pay. Hey. Boom. Chris, right. I'll take it. I'll triple your pay. There you go. Oh, that's not fair. Well, we'll now you got later. them hating on we'll me. We'll talk later. <laughs> now you've got haters. We do appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. As a recap, we have just like two minutes left, guys. What have we not touched on? Big win for Kentucky. Yep. Uh, Stoops and the team. You're correct, Gary. Prior to the season, over under with six wins. Mm-hmm. They won seven games, and they did it without a damn quarterback. Yep. They so did it with a wide receiver going five and two as a quarterback. Heck of a uh, coaching performance by Stoops, yep. in my opinion. They adapted. They made it work. Yep, absolutely. Louisville's got two huge games coming up in the next week. Okay, they got uh, Michigan, and then you got uh, well, they've been coming back to earth now, but Texas Tech. They got two games coming up, two Tuesdays in a row. So we'll see what this Louisville team's about. Kentucky's schedule is going to start getting harder, but. It's getting into basketball season. Hopefully, Louisville stays number one preseason. So, or I mean, a preseason number one to play Kentucky in a, what about three weeks? Yep. And the basketball rivalry. Who right. do you think is going to win that game, Kentucky Louisville? <clears throat> I've got Kentucky winning by. Well, I, I went a little overboard and said twelve last time. I'm going to cut it back to about six. I lean, I lean to the home team, but we'll have to see as the season progresses. Three weeks is a lot of time to develop. Well, great stuff, as always. We want to thank our man Brandon Bishop behind the glass for his production work. Thanks, sir. 
We want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Once again, Louisville Combat Academy located at 7908 Louisville, Kentucky. I'm sorry, 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We appreciate their support for Chris Embry, for Gary Love, for Brandon Bishop. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz. Be sure to join us next Sunday from 9 to 11. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.